Hello, podcast land. Welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am alone in the studio because I'm lazy. Oh my gosh, holy cow. I even locked Giant Dog out so I don't have to worry about his snoring. I was going to do a special Thanksgiving episode where I record up in the bird room. I couldn't find my special microphone for that, so I'll keep looking. Maybe I'll do something on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure. I'm kind of looking around as I'm saying this. Anyway, I was going to record with all seven birds and get them chirping and making noise so you could hear the full effect when they get crazy. So I'll see if I can maybe do something like that. I'll put that on the the to-do list and see if I can make that happen. But... Yeah, Murray has continued to be completely adhered to me ever since Microdog passed away, and it has been a little overkill. I really appreciate it, but holy cow, this little guy, he really has no respect for boundaries. (laughs) He has to be up in my business. So Giant Dog and I went shopping on Saturday and it was half price day at the local thrift store. So I went in and I went to the electronics area and I got Murray his own keyboard. I got him his own remote control and I got him his own mouse so he can destroy his own electronics and maybe we'll use those as a little bit of a decoy away from my electronics. Oh gosh, he is a a little crazy man sometimes. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't able to get him to take baths. He just had no interest in it. What I realized is he prefers showers. So I have a really nice little mist bottle. I put a little bit of rose water in it and bottled water up to the top. You don't need a lot of rose water, and I get a food-grade rose water. And I have a continuous mister, so you just kind of pump it, and it lets out a continuous mist. It's really nice. He gets all kinds of crazy. He sticks his wings out. He twists and turns and half upside down and backwards and gets all into it. Oh my gosh, he gets all kinds of soggy, and he is happy. And then it depends on the day. Sometimes the budgies like the little pan of water and I put a pan of water out probably at least five days a week for them. Sometimes they prefer a mist bath too. So anyway we make a party out of it and everyone gets nice and squeaky clean and it's it smells good in the room for a couple hours. It smells like roses in there. So anyway we have been having fun and keeping ourselves busy which is good. I'm not sure what all we'll be doing for the Thanksgiving weekend I'll probably be working on a few personal projects, and I had a really nice, big, elaborate PVC pipe bird gym that I made for them a while back in another room that I disassembled, and I think I might just reassemble that and put that back together in a shape that is a little bit more, um, I don't know, space conscious. It was pretty big and pretty obnoxious, and what I found is elaborate isn't always better. They didn't really use a lot of the space, and they had kind of a preference on the areas they would go to. So I'm going to try to restructure it and make it so I can hang a lot of toys on there and make it fun for them and places to hop around and areas where I can put food and try to get kind of creative. But I've got all the PVC pipe and all the joints and everything. So I'll probably work on that as a creative effort in the upcoming weekend. And of course, probably be cooking something for me and dog 
and do something special for birdies. I got them all kinds of stuff to eat in the upcoming week. I went and got all my groceries. So we'll do some stuff with their greens and try to give them a little variety and switch it up a little bit for them. Probably do a lot of movies also. So speaking of all that food and cooking and prep and all that, last week I talked a little bit about sprouts. So I had mentioned I have smaller sized mason jars with a screen lid and I only start out with a couple of teaspoons of sprout seeds in it. So I wasn't really sure how to measure against that. So I started a batch since last week and I used two teaspoons of sprouting seeds. And I have a mix that's got radish and kale and broccoli and all sorts of stuff in it. So two teaspoons of sprouting seeds. And I think I'm on day four with them. And I've already got about the volume of about a cup. So they expand rapidly when they start growing. Oh my goodness. Same thing with the wheatgrass. It doesn't take long before you have a great big bundle of sprouts and roots. And you've got a whole bunch of stuff in there. So they've been getting fresh greens that way. Plus I got a whole bunch of herbs for them. They were on sale for the holidays. So they've been getting all sorts of good treats lately. Next, if you want to do something really special for your birds, most birds really like the spray millet, right? But that's kind of the equivalent of a birdie candy bar. So you don't want to feed it to them in large volumes all the time. It's not good for them. It, it's a good training treat. It's a good occasional treat. And it's a good interaction kind of thing to do to get them to trust you and hang out with you a little bit. You know what I mean? So one thing you can do to turn that candy bar, so to speak, into a plate of broccoli is get your stick of spray millet, your twig of it, whatever you want to call that, the, the little branch of it, and kind of do the same thing with the sprouts. But you don't need to disassemble it. You can leave it in one big, long spray millet twig. Uh, sprig? I don't know what you call them. Branch? Uh, stick? Anyway, rinse it really, really good under some cold water in the faucet, right? And just really work water down into all of those little seeds and all through it. A lot of times I completely submerge even that in water for about four hours. And then I'll rinse it really good again and put it in something where it's not completely sealed. It gets a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of airflow. But don't leave it completely open. You don't want it to dry out. Anyway, you're going to want to rinse that twice a day really well and really force the water all the way through it so nothing gets kind of, you know, yucky and stagnaty. You don't want anything to start rotting. You want it to stay fresh. But that spray millet will start developing little roots and little shoots on it and it will start looking kind of like a caterpillar. It'll get fuzzy looking. Once it is about 24 hours into the process, you can start feeding it to your birds. I think it's always fun to start feeding it to them once it gets really fuzzy looking. They get greens that way. They get some chlorophyll that way. They get their enzymes and they still get the seeds. They will tear that to pieces and demolish it, but they're getting a lot of living nutrients. So that's something that you can play around with. And if you want to do the birdie bird equivalent of a Thanksgiving turkey, there you go. You can start that tonight and it'll be ready by Thursday. 
oh my gosh, or by Saturday or at whatever stage you want to give it to them. And then let's just touch on chop and veggies for just a little bit here. So I have been noticing that sometimes I change the chop around and I feed it to them and they just aren't very interested in it. Other times they go, oh my gosh, giant dog has entered the recording studio and scared me. <laughs> Come here. Come here. I don't know why. He likes to bash the door with his big rock block head. He has a big old block head. Um, he's a big boy. He's about 130 pounds. Okay. And that pounding you're hearing is his tail. Can you lay down? Can you lay down? Okay, good boy. Down. Make yourself comfortable, bud. All right, so... The giant dog has entered the studio. I am not responsible for any obnoxious noises he makes from here forward. It just comes with the territory. He tends to snore. I don't know why when he gets down here. So anyway, uh, where was I? Chop. Yes. Experiment with your chop. You're going to find that sometimes your birds just have no interest whatsoever in it. Sometimes it's the ingredients. You might use something new. Maybe it smells to them or something and they're not used to it. One thing you can do is try going with all of the things that you know they like and then add one new ingredient at a time and help adjust them so it's not a shock to them. I am really guilty of thinking I'm going to do them a favor by changing it up and I change it up too radically and then they're just kind of like, uh, no. I don't think so. So I've scaled back on that and I am branching out into what works and testing the waters a little bit on all the new ingredients. But one thing that you can do for them also for a Thanksgiving holiday treat, you can do this all the time when you make their chop. Just make sure you protect yourself when you do this. Birds do not have the heat receptors that humans do when it comes to hot peppers. So hot peppers are kind of like a delicacy to them and they're very good for them. So you can take like a fresh jalapeno and put that in their chop and leave the seeds and everything in it. Those are okay for them. They can eat pepper seeds. Some people go as far as like the ghost peppers, scorpion peppers, all that. If you want to, go for it. But you may want to make sure that you put a warning or a reminder on the container so that if you accidentally touch it, you don't rub your eyes or something because holy cow, or even some areas around your lips, your nose, you don't want to get that pepper juice on your face or well, any other area of your body. <laughs> Wear some gloves or something. And then here again, make sure you write a warning to yourself if you use those really hot peppers or if you are sensitive to it. But you will have some fun watching your birds if they taste it and decide that, oh my gosh, there is some tasty treats in here. They will kind of slam their faces into that chop sometimes. So experiment with the veggies that you put in there. And here again, go online do your research and double check all the ingredients. Make sure it's safe for parrots, pet birds, whatever kind of birds you have. Most of it's going to be okay. Here again, stay away from the onions, garlic, 
avocado, also leeks, that sort of thing. They can have just about anything that's like a vegetable or that is leafy, but double check it if in doubt, okay? And you always want to be safe rather than sorry, but give them a good wide variety and they will be happy. And then a lot of people tend to be very, very, very careful on the seeds from fruits or vegetables. I would say from fruits in particular, apple seeds can be toxic, especially the smaller the bird, the more toxic it's going to be to the bird. Apricot peach pits are going to be the same way. You don't want to feed those to your birds. So be careful with the seeds. Some people avoid seeds of all plants altogether, and that's okay. But do your homework and give them a little variety and have a little bit of fun seeing what works. There is a product out there that I like to get for mine on occasion called Bird Street Bistro, and it's kind of this oatmealish, has quinoa, other stuff in it, depending on the flavor you get. They have some vegetable mixes, and it is a bird food that you cook. So I like to get the ones that are the three-minute instant. There's a tropical flavor and a berry flavor that mine tend to like a lot. And I will put some of their chop on top of that, pop it in the microwave, and cook it that way. And then all the chop cooks with that cooked food, mix it in. And they seem pretty happy with that approach a lot of times. So you can experiment with cooked chop with their veggies when it comes to cooking them. Make sure you cool them off totally before you feed it to your birds and have fun with it. And then don't forget, there are veggies out there. Two that come, two of them that come to mind are spinach and broccoli. You can feed both of these raw, but they also have nutrients that they release when cooked that they don't release when raw. That applies to people also. So you can experiment with cooked food as well as raw foods when it comes to their veggies and their chop and everything. We have slowed down just a little bit in the month of November for downloads. I know that October was very exciting with our presentation of the Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. Oh my gosh, Tim and I had so much fun with that. I don't know how many of you out there listened to it. Go over and listen to it if you haven't yet. We did not rehearse that. I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> and we decided, I never explained this except on my private Facebook page. I was going for a little bit of an edge of a William Shatner acting technique. And then Tim was going for kind of a perceived Shakespearean approach to his, you know, voice acting. And the final edit was a lot of fun, but oh my gosh, it was about twice as long as what you hear, because we were cracking ourselves up laughing so much. I had quite a bit that I had to edit out where we were getting really silly with it. So anyway, go listen to that if you haven't already. And again, we just, we did not rehearse that. We just wanted to have fun with it and make it a bird-themed Halloween. And boy, that that was probably one of the best Halloweens I've ever had, was just putting that out there. It was a riot. So Light-hearted fun. Two of the new countries out there that have joined the listener base has been Colombia and Mexico. So welcome, Colombia and Mexico. I hope you will continue to come back and listen to more episodes and join us every week. 
as well as all the rest of the world out there. It's really interesting when I see the numbers and everything come in. It is so much fun. But the problem, as I mentioned in the past, is that a lot of Facebook groups do not allow self-promotion at all, even if it's something useful, fun, lighthearted, anything. So if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding anything here helpful, useful, it's a fun place to hang out once a week, whatever the case, you guys can actually share that in the groups by way of, hey, I found this podcast. You might want to check it out. It's about birds. Here's the website. And that website is www.voiceoftheparrot.show. I also have voiceoftheparrot.com. And every episode can be listened from either one of those sites for free. I'm also wherever you find podcasts. So, Spread the love and let's get that listener base going a little bit stronger. It is so hard when you're starting out a podcast. The first year in particular is really hard to find your listener base. So thanks in advance for spreading the love and let's see if we can get a few more listeners out there. Also, if anyone out there knows of a really good bird rescue that is doing it right, that needs a little bit of airtime, why don't you hit me up on my email, and that is voiceoftheparrot at gmail.com. Let me know who that shelter is and how to contact them, and if they would like to be on the show and we could showcase them and talk about what they do, where they're at, that sort of thing. Let's get some public interest for some of our bird shelters out there that are doing it right. Yay! I would love to have some of the shelters out there featured on this podcast because they can shed a little bit of inside knowledge as to what they see when they get birds in, the adoption process, what you're doing when you adopt a bird, what you can expect. Let's get some knowledge out there and in people's eardrums, whatever that is. I'm just throwing out some ideas right now. All right. Well, I think that's all I got for you this week. Please, everybody, have a safe and enjoyable holiday. Don't forget, if you've got birds, nonstick cookware, Teflon, all of that is not good for them. It can be very, 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 very lethal. I do think that you can use enamel cookware. Uh, ceramic cookware is fine. And, of course, like um, cast iron is fine also on the nonstick. But if it's Teflon or not of a ceramic type nature, I would stay away from it. And since this is a bird-themed holiday, another safety warning I want to put out there in everyone's ears. The deep fryers for turkeys are very, very popular still, and they can be very, very dangerous. And the biggest problem is, first off, never try to do this indoors. You need to do the turkey fryers outdoors where any kind of problem can be contained easily because a grease fire is no laughing matter. Your house will go woof all up in flames before you know it. And the way this happens is people don't read the instructions. What you're supposed to do is put the turkey in the fryer, nothing turned on, put water in there, See where that line is when it's full with the turkey in there. Take the turkey out and see where that water line is without the turkey. That's where you're going to fill it to oil 
when you go to do the hot oil, okay? You want to make sure that when you lower that turkey into that hot oil, you don't have so much oil in there that is at a very hot cooking temperature at the time you find out that it's going to spill all over the place and then catch fire because there's an open flame involved. All right, there is videos all over the internet about this. Take a look, but make sure you understand how oil dissipation works with a large object in it. <laughs> okay, that's where everyone goes wrong. The other place they go wrong is doing it indoors, and that's a fire hazard. So please stay safe and understand how to cook your food before you engage in it if you are confused about the process. We don't want anyone's holiday going up in flames. That just terrifies me. So be safe. Please, 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 please be safe. Okay, I think that's all I got for you this week. Like I said, I will see if I can get something going on in the bird room. And if the quality of sound is not too torturous, we'll see what happens. Um, I have a little portable recording device, but I don't know how the quality is. I've never used it for the podcast. I have it, but I haven't used it. So maybe that'll be fun to play with. All right. That's all I got for you this week, folks. We will see you next week. And maybe we'll continue some adventures on some of this diet stuff. I mean, it's the holidays. Us humans focus on food a lot this time of year. Why not our birds? All right, I'll see what I can come up with. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick before you go, I have Murray the Cockatiel in the studio with me, and we wanted to tell you the story of how we met and how he came to be in my life. Oh my gosh, I did a ton of research on a ton of different experienced bird breeders before I settled on Mile High Parrot Supply, and this is a family-owned and operated private bird breeding business. They've got supplies, food, toys, and the perfect bird companion for you. They offer several different species of parrots. Please go check out their website, www.milehighparrotsupply.com. You're going to find not only the perfect companion bird there, they will help you make sure that that bird is a good match for you. They're very responsible with this. All of their birds are hand-fed, and they are interacted with a tremendous deal before they are ever adopted out. So that bird is completely addicted to human attention and ready to be your new best friend. For those of you that have very specific preferences on your bird seed mixes, they will do custom mixes for you so you can just hit them up, talk about what you need, and don't forget to check back on their website regularly because their toy selection is always changing. And I saved the best for last. Through the end of the year, you can use promo code OVER623, and that is O-V-E-R-S-I-X-T-Y-2-3. And that promo code is going to get you free shipping on all orders over $60. That is wonderful. Thanks, guys, for doing that for the listener base. I will have links in every episode that this ad runs on so that you have easy access to their website. Check back often, and I promise you, you will end up with 
the best friend you ever imagined. I cannot tell you how happy I have been with this little cockatiel since the day I brought him home. He has been truly amazing. So go check out their website, see what they have available for you, and check back often. Also, don't forget to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Again, that is Mile High Parrot Supply. Thank you.